Welcome out to channel14.com's Bodega Nights. I'm Jao. This is Norm. This is Miko, the ironic gamer. And this is Paolo, the Saxel, otherwise known as a Chinese troll. Yeah, that's it's, that's it's different like every time you end up like doing anything on the internet, huh? Like at one time you were a fluffy, uh, fluffy cloud of doom, if I remember correctly, Paolo. I should probably resurrect. I should probably resurrect that one. I don't think I've ever used the fluff my uh, plush dinosaur alias though. Or weren't you that nuclear panda that other time? Ah, thank you <laughs> for giving me the idea. <laughs> thank you for giving me the idea. I, I know sorry. what to be. I next. just had this weird image of like a panda like lazily falling into a reactor after eating bamboo. <laughs> With it's a like, plea, then falls down. <laughs> no, no, and no. That while... becomes Poe, the Kung Fu Panda. Just... And that's why Kung Fu's everywhere. Just to be clear, when I'm falling down the reactor, I have a very pleased expression on my look, on my face. Probably because he doesn't know what the reactor is. He just thinks, "Hey, it's a pool of water." Hmm. This bamboo is delicious. <laughs> this is good bamboo. And that's why the species is going extinct. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. And Welcome to Bodega Nights. <laughs> just so happens Starting that at a just high so, note. <laughs> just so happens that pandas note. get. To, yeah, pandas also happen to be used as like diplomacy tools by the Chinese. Do they put pandas on the boats going out to the islands? Are, are the ambassadors no, required uh, to take pandas? Is this how they them? like you know distract fishermen? Like, look, we have a cute panda. He wants you to leave. Oh, cute panda. We must go now. <laughs> See, this territory is ours. It has panda on it. Panda in China only. Guys of Chinese descent. You can make fun of the Chinese. Norm. Yes, I can. Half of me is one of them. (laughs) It's funny because Norm is a little big. The other other half is racist. Well... Welcome to the club. <laughs> Welcome to the club, Norm. Welcome to the club. I can only claim half immunity. It's uh, again. W- welcome to the annoying. club. Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a question. All right, all right. But yeah, wait. They actually um, use it as pandas. I have to check that right now. Pandas uses diplomacy. Like, um, I know for a fact that it happened with like some diplomatic missions where the Chinese. Where the Chinese would like give a panda to like the zoo of another company of another country. Okay, based off Wikipedia, Paolo is correct. And Nicole, yes, there yeah. is an entire thing on panda diplomacy. I like how we started the entire Bodega Nights with an off tangent section. <laughs> how is this? How is this any different from any other Bodega Nights? <laughs> Bodega Nights is entirely off tangent, man. I understand. It's just, you know, normally we actually try to talk about something in hey, a linear fashion. Panda diplomacy is something quite interesting. I mean, it's pandas. They're fluffy. Yeah, it's just kind of detoured like straight into Pandaland. And huggable. Very huggable. Do I feel like they're probably like, you know, the koalas of China where they look cute and cuddly, but they might just like, you know, cut you when you get too close? No, no, no. They're, no <laughs> koalas I, of China. Well, actually... In, you know what? I I better. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll try and find out. I'll try and find out. Our pandas. I like always the thought they were like. China. Aren't they like fairly sedentary as far as like animals go? Like they're just really chill. They're quite chill. 
Quite chill. They're they... so chill, that's why they're disappearing. Well, yeah. actually, Are you sure it's bamboo they're chewing on? Actually, they're disappearing because they only eat one thing. It's bamboo? Fade... Bamboo. Yeah. Though, Doesn't for yeah. some... And, and on top like of grass, that. Because it is grass. Huh? Yeah, but then like, the thing nope. is, like, bamboo isn't very nutritious, right? As far as They have as, to eat a like, lot of it go. every day. So they have to eat a whole lot of it. And I mean, I'm pretty day. sure they can, like, you know, just shove, like, you know, all the vitamins and nutrition in there. Or, you know, just, like, load it in dark guns and just start, you know, popping a few of those like, nutrition-filled supplements into their Well, actually, bodies. in captivity, what they do with the pandas is that they, fi- they find a way to get the panda on, not on a mix of bamboo and fruit. They could just, like, yeah, shove it just- inside the sticks. I mean, bamboo's kind of hollow. I, I figured you could probably shove something in there and he won't even notice. Yeah, th- yeah, but they've actually managed to just get them on bamboo and fruit without having to do... Without having to do the give them the bamboo filled with other thing technique. I still say they should shove it full of, you know, supplements in there. Just, you know, just be sucking on the, su- on, the pa- on the bamboo like, this is the best bamboo in the world! That's what they do with the ba- that's what they do with the babies to give them their vitamins, that's what they do with the sick ones for medicine, that's probably also what they do with the elderly ones. Wow, so they actually do shove things in bamboo? Probably, or they just inject it with needles. Huh. They're like having, uh, but then having like, uh, what do you call them? Having animals in captivity and stuff, that really doesn't do anything to help revitalize the population of that the particular wild population. They aren't in the wild, right? Unless the unless the cap unless the program is basically a breeding program with the intention of reintroduction. Right, and where and where in the wild are they going to find their drug filled bamboo? The, um that's I'm only sure what sure Norm knows a guy. That they don't do that as um I don't think they do that as a basic thing. It's just to ensure survivability of the young. Then they basically go to they basically prepare them for reintroduction into reserves. I'm kind of just yes. wondering if there's a way to infuse bamboo with rum now. I'm pretty sure there is. But, I well, mean, I we... have done that, but I have used the bamboo as a giant glass. Well, we can't. Isn't bamboo well, like fairly bam- porous? Huh? Is it bamboo fairly porous? Yeah, as far as like woods of the world go. Shit, there's a spider. Well, I mean, you just kind of layer the inside, I guess, but they also have very same thing. Though, I guess nowadays it's now used as speakers. <laughs> yeah, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I was so amused by that. Like, hey, cool, a speaker setup. Because I remember we did something similar in college with like toilet paper rolls. Then, hey, okay, they're doing this with bamboo. Check the price. Oh my god, really? Because bamboo's organic, man. Organic is like, more expensive. I'm pretty dang sure I can go out, cut something down, and turn that into a speaker far cheaper than I can buy one of those bamboo speakers. It's branding. Branding and some weird... And some, and they basically tried to convince you of the value of the thing. Ironically, it does it's not because sound they're that selling great. It to, well, it's, it's simply because they're selling it to white people that have iPhones. Of course you're going to mark it up. <laughs> oh yeah, all of them were. Oh yeah, all of those. All of those things are made for iPhones. Wow. Wait, do you, th- wait, do you think by wow. do you think there's an actual thing that we just make so many of these bamboo speakers for like the hipster market that this is what's causing the pandas to just lose all their food? It's like we have two choices: do we keep the panda alive, or do we feed the hipster with the most hipster thing ever, bamboo speakers? You you do the um the the bamboo Ooh. that they use. 
is um, uh, when we construct stuff, we use scaffolding or we use bamboo for a scaffolding. We use bamboo and for everything around here. Yeah, well, we use bamboo for scaffolding, and what Code does he is use bamboo he, for. He uses like trees? the old bamboo from the scaffolding. Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So Though I don't see that as much anymore. I haven't seen the bamboo car just yet. Other one should, should have to go from there. Bamboo car. <laughs> <laughs> there Wait, is how, one. How did yeah, we get to bamboo car? Because Miko said, you know, we use bamboo for everything, and I remember there was a bam bike. With a bamboo. Oh, what bike. a bam, bam bike? bike? Yeah, look it up. Uh, there's a, a bamboo bam bike. bike. <laughs> And I looked up, probably, nobody's going to probably make a bamboo car, and I realized, and I googled it, and apparently, yeah, kind of Cohenfe did one. Hey, cool, there's a Bambag Eco Tour in Manila, in the Intramuros area. Yeah, because yeah. we're very proud of our bamboo, which is totally not a Chinese thing. <laughs> <laughs> you, so is it more I'm not, I'm not authentic or less this. authentic that it's made in Chinese <laughs> China? <laughs> what, what? So is it more or less authentic if the bamboo thing is made in China? Hey man, they take our islands, we take their wood. <laughs> <laughs> For every inch you take, we will take another strand of bamboo. <laughs> China economy strong. Uh, oh god, that's crazy. But yeah, so much so much interesting things to for the last few weeks. This I mean, it seems like every single year starts out crazy. crazy. <laughs> like with like celebrities going away, with like strangeness happening. I think was it like uh I don't know why like my, lately my feed was suddenly filled with pictures of like Mount Fuji like a few weeks ago or something. I am not sure why. What happened in? What I don't know. It's like Mount Fuji. It's like people just had these really really awesome photos for some reason. I, of I Mount did not Fuji. Understand. Of Mount Fuji. I, oh. I did not understand. Like oh okay hey Mount Fuji okay. Oh, Some... that, or just all my friends suddenly started traveling there because flights That's are all... ridiculously cheap, seriously. I mean, I remember, was it, the local airlines was able to get a few things on Super Sale that it actually killed both their websites because of traffic. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's Japan-Philippines relationship building, you know. And there's also, I think, that special thing, Singapore. is like 1,800, I think, for a... I don't know if it's one way or a round trip, but it's insanely cheap. Like cheaper than my yeah, it was a cheap. The round trip ticket was cheaper than a standard ticket for me flying from Cebu to Manila. It was crazy. Huh. I all I remember was I tried to go on to either website because both local airlines were offering it. Could not get into either. It's just like oh, we are sorry, the place is down right now. Oh, we're sorry, the server's down right now. Oh my god, you guys improved both your servers last year, and just nothing's working. <laughs> There's. Still being DDoSed. Yep. It's, I mean, I guess this is organic DDoS. It's just so much people are just accessing at the same time trying to get these insane tickets. Because yeah. I think they limit it to like 50 tickets or something. But there's like a weird limit to it or something. But yeah, it's crazy. I mean, well, I never imagined to see like uh, ticket prices that low. At least when for, it comes like, to their sales flights. though, they always, they always like have limits to the number of tickets that they have per... Flight. Um, per like tier, right? Per price thing. Yeah, and they per, always yeah, stick per, you like per pricing tier. Yeah, and they like stick you in like the worst part of the plane. 
Though, for some strange reason, they just always stick me on the emergency row or something. At the emergency... Aren't those, like, choice seats, though? Like, yeah, don't you have to pay extra yeah, they are to... choice seats. And I don't know why they keep giving me that seat. I don't complain. It's just, oh, okay, hey, yeah, this is a great seat. I mean, either I get the emergency row that has that get, that's the seat that can recline, or I get the one that doesn't. So, But either way, it's a great leg space. I get so confused why they give me this seat. I, I just like, okay, I will not say anything. They're giving this to me now. Right. I will walk away and take the seat. Personally, I really hate the emergency exit seat. The the, the uh, emergency exit row. Why? Well, not, not not that I hate it. It's just... I hate the no, responsibility. No, I, I hate what if something happens and people depend on me? <laughs> I get so, get so anxious well, and no, say, it's not, can it's you not, help us? It's... No, <laughs> but it's um on a save us on a flight two years ago or last year. I realized that I really don't care too much for legroom in the airplanes uh, in in airplanes. Like what I really care about is your lateral, like the space you have on your side. Oh yeah, elbow space. True. Like to me, that's more important. Like elbow space. There was a flight that I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a flight that I had from uh, Cebu to Manila, and I was sat next to this morbidly obese person in the middle seat, <laughs> and it was, was, about it to was say, kind hey. of right, and, kind um, of <laughs> yeah. I I really didn't mind, you know. It's like it fine. Um, it was tough, right? Because like he was uh because his what what what's what's the English word for Bill Bill? Uh, like, side fat. Fat yes. Yeah, like the his side fat or whatever was on the armrest. Oh god, was it like a melted ice cream just going all cro- over the side of the table? Yes. And so it was sort of like, okay, so I, I absolutely cannot like use any part of this armrest because your side fat is kind of overflowing, right? And to sort of compensate well not, not to compensate. And then his like arm is sort of protruding out so like he's encroaching on my personal space and it was really like tight and yes i do understand that like it's common courtesy to give the to give the person in the middle seat the armrests yes that's all they have that's what you're supposed to do right but when you start coming into like my space it's a little disconcerting concerning well, concerning, concerning. That reminds me of a flight I had one time. It's from Manila to Cebu, where I saw these uh, this mother and daughter that were just you know kind of on the big side, like kinda. Like when I was just looking like, wow, okay, I'm get, I'm really hoping I don't sit between these two. Lo and behold, I'm going up to my seat like, oh dear God! And I literally did not see my chair. They they were really really <laughs> nice ladies. It's like they tried to be a good sport, they tried to give me space, but. If they did not like move aside a little bit, I would have never seen the chair there. And that was the exit row. I remember the. I still remember the stewardess coming right. But I was like, in case of emergency, will you help us escape from the plane? And I was like, and he says, yes, yes, don't worry. I'm just like, oh god. At least I know if something goes wrong, I have these two ladies to protect me. <laughs> but yeah, but I see where Jow's coming from. Especially with all the new budget airlines, it feels like the seats are just getting smaller and smaller and smaller. At least now that I yeah, found that so- they were like weird nine row like nine seats per row now in some planes that should not be meant for people anymore are the planes getting yeah. smaller no no the planes are getting bigger to an extent like they're but it's not proportional like as the plane gets bigger they're saying yeah we can probably stick a few more chairs here people don't really need to like move around much right so on um on philippine airlines planes you have 
the uh, what do they call it? You have the emergency exit row, and there's a leg room there. And on on some planes, like the A340s, I think, or the A320s, um, in front of the exit row, you have the you have two seats instead of three. That way, there's space for people to go out of the emergency exit on the left side or on the right side. Right, so it's like from the aisle, you have a seat, you have what's supposed to be the middle seat, and then you have space. That way, people can use the emergency exit. I love that seat. <laughs> it's amazing. It's seat, amazing. Man. <laughs> it's like the best seat on the plane, dude. Like, oh, I can stick my hand out and stuff. <laughs> like, that I don't know. Amazing. I favorite seat on the plane. Oh gosh, but uh, I think the best time I ever had like, on a plane, like, was sitting. Was it was weird. It was the weirdest seat I never knew it existed. It was somewhere in the far back. The first time I got, I was, I was, I hated. It. It's like literally a seat with no with. Two seats, slightly off center, with no window. Until I found out it's it was the most private seat on the plane. Like the first time I was on a plane, like oh god, this is horrible. I have no view. I have nothing. But then I realized I was right in front of the bathroom, right in front of the food areas where the stewardess were. So you could actually get the food your fastest. You could go to the bathroom, and you just had this nice private place that no one else sat in. It was like a weird like cot in the back of a plane. It was just that kind of feeling. Plus on a thirteen-hour flight, I just I just went partially insane. Just accepted the poor conditions I was in. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's, it's it's like a Stockholm syndrome kind of thing, right? Like if you're if you're stuck in like a long flight. Like, I mean, yeah. for the first like you, you five hours, it, it was horrible. Then like three hours later, like okay, getting a little better. Then the last part of the trip, like yeah, I can see how this could be okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Hey, Paolo. Uh, how's life? Uh, you doing okay, man? Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Busy, but pretty good. I saw that you have like an alligator or crocodile, or what's that crocodile in your office? One, uh, yeah, if it's the one in the front, that's a caiman, to be specific. Isn't it a caiman in the car? No, um, well, if there's a caiman car, yes, there's a caiman car, but there's also a caiman as in a, a small South American alligator. Well, so yeah. most of them are small South American alligators. There's the black caiman, which is a large, really large South American alligator. Also There's an aggressive one. Wait, why do you have a South American alligator? You're not in America. Not even in South America. That's actually a really funny story about uh, get about getting that spectacled caiman. His name's Larry. We found him is in a pet a store. Wait, what? We just found him in a pet store randomly. It's like there was this small aquarium saying... Do not touch crocodile inside. I pe- I peeked my head over and then, lo and behold, a baby spectacled caiman. I thought it was going to be a funny story, like, Paolo. Did they just like order an iguana and just like they got the wrong thing? Uh, I don't know. This old pet store, Koi World, will just happen Wait, to what? have it. It's Koi World and they had an alligator. <laughs> yes. Yes, okay, they I had. feel better. like something went wrong. They were probably ordering something else. Like, oh, we want to order this. Like, holy crap, they sent us something else. What is it? It's probably like a lizard. Oh, the lizard's getting bigger. Hey, yeah, well, it- actually, they also need- <laughs> did have actual South American a- iguanas. I was, I was actually kind of thinking, like, what the hell is Koi World doing with lizards? It's Koi World. Oh, yeah, they also <laughs> happen to sell an echidna, if I'm correct. A kidney? What? Oh, yeah, like Knuckles from Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. Uh, oh, I heard a kidney. 
Wait, wait. So they had a alligator there, and the first thing you do is you stick your head over its cage. No, it wasn't a cage. It was a tiny aquarium. It was a. I we found Larry as like a seven-inch little baby. Okay, so it could have possibly been ordered as an iguana, and they realized this is probably not an iguana. I don't know. Anywho, so where's my... the funny part of the story? Because so far I hear, oh, we saw an alligator, I don't know. and I placed my head right over it. I don't know. The only <laughs> funny part was that my brother really wanted a... I don't know if this is funny, it's but my brother really wanted to have a... <laughs> Again, <laughs> Paolo, with the lies. Like that time you said, I drank some wine. <laughs> yeah. In that story, was there was no wine whatsoever. In that what? story. I don't... It I'll was just, not connected to the wedding yeah, then, yeah, at but, hand. Yeah, I, I'll just say that my brother really wanted a, a pet croc for a good long while. And Crocs. then he basically... A, a baby baby crocodilia. Uh, he, wanted, he wanted a pet crocodilian. He knew they would grow big. And then there was like... He was in competition with like a pair of Japanese fellows for getting Larry. But, but, but well, he won out in the end. And well, now we have a five, six foot spectacled caiman who's really fat and lazy what, in what, the what office. What did he have to do to compete against two Japanese guys for a crocodile? Uh, did, did you like throw, did each of you like throw your own lizards and just fight it out? <laughs> did they have a drinking competition? Did they wrestle did they like to drink wine? Is, is this why your brother was trapped in that wedding for like five, six years drinking to win over like the alligator? <laughs> uh, no, he got the, he got the, he got, he got Larry like three years before that. Wow, that was a long time drinking then. <laughs> yes. Yes. He's gonna have to go back and buy that kidney. <laughs> yes, it's been that long. Okay, so, little question. Why Larry? It's not exactly a very, I don't know, alligator, crocodile name. My brother's name is Lawrence. So he named him after himself? And he remembered Larry 3000 from that cartoon, Time Squad. Okay, I was going like, is it like Larry the Cable Guy or something? No, and, he... like, how is Larry like a nickname for Lawrence? Huh? Oh, is Never Larry been. a good nickname for Lawrence? <laughs> I don't know. And actually, the thing is, you have two Crocs. I saw these. That I saw Larry, and I saw what your brother described the as the aggressive crocodile. Yes, Emmy, the the uh, female Philippine crocodile. Who was who's Emmy named after this time? We called her. We called her M because we it? didn't. We did not know the gender. That's then clearly a girl's name. No, no, no. We called him no M, as in the letter M. We oh. called we called him the M. James Bond series. No, no, because we didn't know the gender. Then my brother found a way to find out what the gender of M was and found out that M was a girl. Okay, so did you also buy M from Koi World? Was it no. also another iguana that they brought in? It's like, uh-oh, there's not another one. It's not an iguana, guys. <laughs> they have no. some very, very bad quality control issues at no. Koi World. No, we found her in a... We we know, we, we found a guy who had a crocodile found farm. found her in a sewer? Okay. <laughs> we found a guy who had a crocodile farm. No, this is not going to be one of those weird stories of like some shadowed about my brother being some shadowed elder person who found who finds this homeless this homeless female crocodilian and trains her to become some grand martial reptilian warrior person. No, oh, right, that's another story. Right, so you found okay, so you went to an alligator farm or a crocodile crocodile farm. farm. No, no, crocodile they found farm. a guy 
With an alligator farm. So Crocodile farm. Was that where Koi World was getting its supply of iguanas? Nah, no. I'd assume that the K. I think the iguanas were imported. And there's a there's an underlying uh, threat here of a large pandemic of people with quote unquote iguanas who happen to not be iguanas anymore. <laughs> Turns out the ah yes, yes over overnight their diet changes from overnight right when the signal has been has been lit the diet change ma- mysteriously changes no longer do they do they find themselves. With an affinity for fruits and vegetables, but now they are—they now desire red meat and fish. Uh, actually, I'm curious about that. What do you feed crocs? I mean, it's uh, not exactly—you know—you do get like croc pellets, like you know, like the fish no, pellets, meat, like dog meat, food things. Meat, meat, <laughs> meat, and fish. Particularly for them, we fe- we feed them either fish bought, cheap fish Wait, brought, fish bought, bought, cheap fish brought, bought from the market, and oh, okay. and uh, chicken eggs. Because chicken necks are cheap. Did your huh, dog chicken what? Chicken necks. Oh, necks or okay. necks? Necks, necks. With Wait, an N. is your dog barking because he wants a chicken neck? Wait. You know. It's, it's weird, right? Because, like, he said, wait, and here we are, like, being quiet and stuff, even though we have, like, three of us here that can potentially continue the conversation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you have... The movie Lawrence of Arabia would not be as critically acclaimed if it was named Larry of Arabia. <laughs> I would so... I would so watch that reboot, Larry of Arabia. Watch that, dude. <laughs> I wanna watch... Oh, I wanna it's watch not a this white one. Guy, I wanna it's watch just a crocodile one. in Arabia on a horse. I saw what popped into my head was like the um was that old leisure suit Larry game? Right, we'll just let Paolo laugh it out. No, I'm done. Alright. Alright. You sure? Alright. Alright, B movie. Huh? What? B movie? B movie. No, I, I was just thinking like Larry of Arabia, like um that that old video game. Like Leisure Suit Larry and was just a dude going from hurting to hurting. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that was pretty popular way back in the days, I, I, right? I, I, I was thinking there. like Larry the Cable Guy, you know, just like somewhere <laughs> in Arabia. We all have a Larry story, I guess. Actually, I've, yeah. you know, I've, I've seen Leisure Suit Larry <laughs> all the time in the old ma- in when you know we actually got gaming magazines. Not, re- I don't, I don't actually remember when the last game gaming show. I keep Is seeing game actually any good because you know, based on the marketing, the brand thing, it felt like it was you know one of those games you see in Newgrounds before. Was it like that, or was it something else entirely? The only thing I know is that they made a lot of those games. Like, was it yeah. an actual like? A, was it like an actual game that was kind of like meant for adults, or was it really just like mature humor? I've now never th- actually played one. Now that you think about it, I should probably check for a view of li- of any of the Laser Shoot Larry games, just to see what it's actually about. I just see them a lot in like the catalogs of dude that's trying to go around and get some. Like it's a, it's that that's literally it. It's it's a dude that's trying to go around and so is it so is it like a really you know, slay that dating puss. sim game? <laughs> I don't know. I guess <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So is it new ground games before new grounds was a thing? Yeah, I also, guess. Also, I find it. it I actually do remember so playing that in college. Actually, huh? In college, I was playing new grounds. An obscene amount yeah. of new grounds. Uh, new grounds still exists, right? Yes, it does. And honestly, it has not changed much. Didn't we go to the same college? 
Yes, we I did. I remember you playing you guys. Because I'd be in the dorm <laughs> playing. I would not be in public seeing me playing these things. <laughs> I, I had like a reputation of being now like, this dark, evil, mysterious, like badass or some sort for some reason. If people saw Newgrounds, that would go away. <laughs> nah, he's harmless. <laughs> gotta keep, gotta keep the appearances. They're gonna see me watching, you know, Ego Raptor and other things. Like, oh, this guy's just a geek. We can beat him up and take his money now. No, no. <laughs> I so am dangerous. <laughs> Please don't take my lunch money. Right. <clears throat> yeah. That and also remember back in the day there was no Wi-Fi. Like we'd literally steal Wi-Fi or borrow Wi-Fi from you know the local coffee shop across the school. We didn't even have Wi-Fi then. We just plugged our computers into the local area network. Yeah, we just kind of just grabbed whatever was across us because we'd be across cafes, restaurants who had actual Wi-Fi and just never understood how to put password protection. Or uh, that thing where the internet cafe would actually have computers that are stronger than or more powerful than the computers you had at home is gone now. Wait, which one? Way back in... When we was were in college. The, was the that the data... Is that data lane? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, okay, that place, yeah. Like I only went of... there once. The yeah, computers some... were really good. Yeah, or nowadays... maybe our computers were just that bad. <laughs> we had very, very low standards. Probably like, both. Yay, I can play Minesweeper. This is the best thing ever. We love messing around <laughs> with the minimum requirements. <laughs> and that's why I liked Flash. Yeah, Flash kills your man. CPU, though. It Ram. does, but on Newgrounds, it did fairly well. <laughs> I had all my Flash fun things. I had my Flash games, which had, you know, the amazing things of move right and left, jump, and every single... Back, rock guitar hero rock band knockoff available. Oh man, I remember those. Just uh, load them on your browser and you're good to go. Take your laptop yeah. anywhere. I just remember like uh, some of those games were. One of my cousins played it so much. I think he played it for five hours straight. Do like, you know how it is when you stare at the computer screen for so long, the world gets like really wibbly wobbly? I've never had that. No. Okay, that apparently happened to me. That happened to me. That happened to me also. I was playing a very similar game. But it was like a weird fighting game where you had to do like beats or something. Yeah, you just keep staring into these colors. After five hours, you start your table. Your table just starts melting. Okay, that's a different kind of game that you're playing on a different kind of level. Sounds like a game with the, with acid as part of its title. Well, it was a rock band game. So rock band acid, okay. Uh, but it was also like a really cool game. It had like the most uh, strange... It had like strange name. It was like, I think, Guitar Hero Extreme Master Edition Champion XXX uh, 360 No Scope. It was like an obscenely long name. <laughs> it was heck? an amazing game. <laughs> what the heck? It's one of those things. It was an amazing game. I I'm pretty sure Sorry, it's still uh, on the website. It was says fun. 360 no scope. <laughs> Oh god, it's funny. I mean, the, the time when, you know, I had absolutely no games because college was the first time I went into using a Mac computer. Uh, for my entire, like, high school, elementary life, I was on PC. Then I went to college and my parents go, hey, let's, we'll get you this Mac computer because it's something that would be more work oriented. I remember the first three months I had it in Manila, I was just figuring out, how do I play games on you? And that's where and I discovered the gamer was born. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. I game as hard as I can on the Mac. 
and it became an insult to people. I will beat you so hard, I'll beat you on my Mac computer. Which you see is inferior. How's uh? Because I am on the. How is actually, what's it coming along? How is uh, Minecraft Monday coming along? Like with the new one. Oh god, I have like a obscene amount of recordings. I decided, you know, I'll just keep recording, recording. I'll cut this up later. Right now, I because I have a five terabyte external hard drive. I'm thinking, hey, okay, this should be enough. So I just start recording like nonstop. Now I end mm. up with about a terabyte worth of video that I'm probably gonna cut down to like what. 128 MB. Because <laughs> uh, I will be like out of the country for 40 days around uh, so, uh, around May. Uh, sorry, May. Yeah, sorry, May to June. I'll be out for 40 days. So I'm just getting enough recordings and just figuring out how to pace out each episode. So by the time I come back for, uh, from uh, my trip, I will be just on time to like, okay, this is where I left off. Oh, I right, thought you were right. giving because up the Philippines for Lent. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, I discovered no, lots of new things there. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's like a battle update or something, right? Like you can yeah, do the combat and stuff now. Yeah, I loved it because it increased my survivability. Because uh, anyone who's played with me knows I love uh, competitive games. I am a pretty bit of a competitive gamer when it comes to things. But when it goes to Minecraft, I'm like, I want to build a house. And I utterly, utterly suck at combat in Minecraft. I do not like fighting. At best, I use a bow and arrow and take pop shots at you and run away. So the combat update so made me survive like, far, far more because now I had a shield. And now there's a cooldown time when people attack you. So now I had huh. a better chance to run away. <laughs> Well, at the same time, it did not touch any of the redstone mechanics, so I can still make landmines, booby traps, and just fully automatic weapons. So essentially, like, oh dear god, they're trying to kill me, I better run to my machine gun placement and hope you go to that gigantic X on the floor so I can kill you. And not move for a while while the machine, like, boots up. <laughs> but yeah, it is, it is fun. Lots of, new, uh, lots of interesting new mobs, uh, new enchantments. The game feels a lot fresher again. Though the dual wielding is very, very lackluster. Though, amazingly, you can now be left-handed. Yay! Oh, yeah, I never really thought of that. It actually never bothered me. Like, oh, I've never realized that the game never had a left-handed option. Because obviously, I never really used the left-handed option. Norm, aren't you left-handed? left-handed option? I'm not left-handed. What made you... No, I'm trying to remember. I remember someone in the group was, like, left-handed or something. Nobody in the group Joem. this... Really? Oh. Joem. Yeah, Joem. Yeah, yeah. Joem's left-handed. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I remember, like, someone was left-handed. I just could not recall who. Because I just remember what one of the group thinks, like, someone had it on their left hand. But yeah, it's never, this, yeah. never thought that was a thing. Where, oh, yeah, left-handed is something probably people would like to be. Because I remember the same time when I tried playing my uh, friend's uh, game, he'd make everything left-handed because he was left-handed. It felt so weird to play. It's just because you see the like yeah. hand on the other side just bothers you for some reason. And I figure, oh god, this must be what people who are left-handed were feeling when they were playing Minecraft. And even mobs can be left-handed, which I found also interesting. They'd be like uh, 5% or 10% of mobs are left-handed. I just know they tried to match the real-life like uh, yeah. percentage of how many things would be left-handed. Yeah, about it's it's about uh, it's about ten percent of the population. Uh, yeah, about ten percent of the population is left-handed. So if you look at the group, about ten of us in the Bergada, right, and one of them is left-handed, Joe. Oh, so for some You're reason, every left-handed society. person I met 
was into arts or at least very yeah, like creative yeah. things. I have no idea if that's a left-handed thing at all, but I have never met a non-creative left-handed person. Hmm. Have you? Okay. I'm trying to think. I, I do not I don't really know any. too many people that are left-handed. Like the only person I oh. know who's not creative is ambidextrous. Hey, left-handed people. But then like at least with me, the sample size is limited because I tend to hang out with artsy people. So, you know, <laughs> like I don't really hang out with too many math nerds and stuff. Yeah, nerds. So I really wouldn't know. Yes, on what people realize in college, we were with the geeks, not the nerds at all. Yeah, but people great, still think we have the they still think we have we had all the answers to every test. <clears throat> yeah, it that was not the case at all. Unless it was math. I was actually good in math. Everything else was kind of like I was very above math average. Nerd. But that was it. Oh, no, I'm not a math nerd. I just really <laughs> like math. Numbers are nice. Numbers make logical sense. Numbers are consistent. They don't require reinterpretation like art does. Unless you go to calculus and you go to extremes uh, or you go to logarithms and all these other stuff, then suddenly math lies to you. Or the answer is not three, but a range of three to eight. I'm not really that great at yeah. math. <laughs> Wait, what? Really? I'm good at accounting. <laughs> <laughs> How, how's that different? It's there's, the numbers. There's, there's, there's a clear line in between those two, I, I think, in my what? mind. What? Is it the period that says this is dollars and this is cents? Yes. Is it, so it's money. <laughs> it's so weird. I had... It was so weird. Um, I was given uh, a test at one point in my life, uh, late in high school. Um, it was the same problem required the same sort of solution that we were tracking at the time except one was a money problem and one wasn't and i could not understand the money the non-money problem like i could not put two and two together and put the solution in but put the dollar sign or the peso sign in front of it and, hey it makes sense it's suddenly big <gasps> yeah i see the world so differently now <laughs> this is what you do well, there's a well, there, there is that argument though that um when it comes to the way we teach math or the way we learn math like we're uh the entire educational system has it wrong like really? of what use is calculus in day-to-day life unless you become like a physicist and you need to be able to derive um acceleration from velocity or something really i use calculus I, to I know establish prob- chance of probability are you referring to how, the, how do you use how do you use calculus to establish probability uh, because how do you the concept use... of range. I don't use no, like the how, formulas, how you... but I use the concept of understanding that there is no set like there's no set answer. I just accept that oh Calculus showed me that in math there can be a possibility of range and extremes and limits. Alright. But then actually using the formula did not use a single form of calculus to do anything in my life. Just the yeah, concept exactly, of because Oh, like... in math there is a range, not a oh the answer is three or a decimal or a precise number. It's a possibility of going further that made me realize, oh, okay, there are things that can go yeah, beyond but then that in terms of thinking. That, but then that isn't calculus, right? Because no, no, calculus is all. the mathematics Just of motion. The lessons I learned from it. Right? Like, there, there's no way that you're... Yeah, unless, unless you're into, like, physics and stuff. Like, calculus really doesn't have any bearing on your day-to-day life. But if schools were, say, to teach... Um, probability theory. If schools were uh, to teach more statistics and um, like doing more your taxes, that'd be accounting, great. Mm, yeah, because like a lot of what we do involves 
um, involves statistics. Money? A lot of what we do involves uh, percentages, that kind of thing. Yeah, actually, uh, statistics I find involves, the most useful. Yeah. I hate stat. Right? Um, all right. Riddle me this. Trigonometry and geometry. Uh, I can I still see no day-to-day <laughs> use for those two classes. I'm sorry, um, teachers, professors who have tried to hammer it down to me and... Honestly, and I mean, I, I enjoyed those class. classes a lot. The only thing I hated was proving. Yes. Oh, God, proving. Why is this square a square? Because it makes sense. Because it has four sides that are all equal? Tell me more. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I don't why want to run this, you through Why is this one obtuse? Why is this one acute? What I don't know. What is the logic of this math? Because numbers say so. Why is one plus one equals two? Because it says so. <sighs> Oh god! I, Although that's I, the I only thing I think it. I ever hated. Really, proving? Well, why? Yeah, he, it no, makes no, sense. No, not, not not proving. I was just um. I, I was gonna say that um. There Drake was something. Uh no, let's not. Let's, let's yeah. I was I was gonna move away. Um, <laughs> yeah, trigonometry was kind of weird actually, because of like yeah. Though lately triangles. I think I just established my. I think I just got like extra or like an extra 2,000 points in my geek card because uh, uh, you guys saw that uh, that's actually something got a little got a bit of uh, rounds on the Facebook walls, which was the uh, lightsaber group doing the whole uh, oh Earth Hour. We'll have our lightsabers out in Makati. Yeah, the lightsaber group in Manila seems to be getting more popular. Yeah, uh, Yeah. PLG, the Philippine Lightsaber Guild. Yeah. We also have a Cebu branch of the PLG. And the oh, reason why I'm it? saying like my nerd card, my geek card probably got higher was I'm one of the teachers for the local uh, lightsaber guild. There's two of us right now who are teaching. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's like me and my friend Sean. Essentially, Sean was uh, from the Star Wars club. He plays Chewbacca and a Jedi. And I play a Stormtrooper in the 501st. And wait, wait, that's pretty is, much what I'm doing right now. Is he playing Chewbacca as a Jedi or two separate things? No, no, things? no. <laughs> two separate things. Though Chewbacca <laughs> Jedi sounds really, really interesting right now. <laughs> Just teaching. Are there any uh, um, Jedi Wookiees? Wookiee Jedi? Jedi? Are Wookies? there any Wookiee Jedi? There were sure. in the old, ex- there were in in the the old e- extended in, uh, universe. universe there was. We need I AG think. for this. There no, were there the, was an expanded universe. Um, there were in the old expand extended universe, but I recall George Lucas saying that after that after I think it was uh, Chewie's nephew, they he didn't want any more Wookiee Jedi. Yeah, okay. There are two uh, Jedi Wookiees based off the expanded universe. <laughs> One is no, Lobaka, I- who is related to Chewbacca, and there is Tivoka. Who looks like the beast from Beauty and the Beast, except with a lightsaber. So barely like uh, Wookie. Oh, and there's Gungi, Gunji, Gunger, Gunjai. <laughs> Gunjai? I-, I really don't know how to pronounce Wookie names. I do not hang out with the rebels enough to know how their people talk. But yeah, I mean, uh, we are now teaching and Sean is interesting. He- Sean studied lots of the... Uh, Star Wars lore to how the lightsaber is used. So lots of his techniques are very showy. They look really beautiful. The choreography is nice. And they show, okay, this is how the Jedi use the lightsaber. And me, I come from a more traditional sense of I was trained how to use claymores, long swords, Japanese swords. 
So we have this set thing where, okay guys, when I'm in class, I will teach you how to use the Jedi to make, how to use the lightsaber to make the Jedi die. He will show you how to be bling bling in the rave party. It's fun. It's, uh, um, so far we had like a, like the one, seventh we form, had like right? our first class. Hmm? Yeah, what? That's the seventh, seventh form or something? Like, which yeah, is the, the seven um, forms. The seventh form, or which which is the one that's most based on Kendo, the one that Darth Vader used. Yeah, that's uh, is that form seven? Wasn't that Not form sure. five? No, it's form five. <laughs> yeah, no, for, form. <laughs> yeah, it's form five because form seven is Galen Marek, who is no although is no Star Killer, who is another, who, which is a style I do teach. I do teach Vader's and Marek's just because they're more. Effective in how to actually use the saber as a weapon. God forbid anybody have to teach Obi Wan style. <laughs> this Form is three. how you get stabbed. It's very fluid. It's interesting, but it's not very practical as a fighting style. But I mean, it's fun. So, uh, we have a we have a decent we have a pretty decent sized group in Cebu. We have about I think fourteen members right now. And hopefully it'll be growing bigger and bigger. But yeah, uh, besides doing all the weird Minecraft podcasts and things, I apparently now am teaching. And I like to relate myself more to be Sith than Jedi just because my style is considered aggressive and a little too passionate. Yeah. Plus, I'm making a star. <laughs> plus, I'm making a star killer style uniform. All right. Unfortunately, I am two inches too short to be approved as Starkiller, but I still like how he looks. You, if you, it's just two inches, you could just pump the heels. heels. Uh, that's not allowed for approval. They don't have Wait, to know. Anyway. <laughs> Do you realize like someone <laughs> physically comes over to check, right? He could have one of the surgeries for your legs. <laughs> <laughs> I will be the Star Killer. <laughs> Really? We're really you inject here. me with that chair <laughs> We're gonna go there already? I'm gonna be like powder I'm gonna be like you know popping chair for like tic tacs. Does this still work? <laughs> well we did start with nuclear panda, so I don't think there's a lot we are not allowed to cover. Okay. But yeah, but so far it is fun. The and it's easy. The lightsaber group we have like people who are about the youngest person we have is eighteen and the oldest member we have is about I think in their forties. It's pretty interesting, and but the funny part is lots of uh, lots of them there. You now they, of course, are Star Wars fans, and more than half of them have never ever used a sword style weapon at all. I think the most common thing they have is either Aikido or, of course, Arnis. And you quickly find out that using Arnis style things with a standard size lightsaber is not the smartest thing in the world. No, <laughs> it's never gonna work. The twirls and things look right? cool, but you do not get reaches, huh? Yeah, and and um, like when um when I when I learned Arnis, my understanding of Arnis was always that the stick is not essential. Like you don't really use it. You the the reason you train with a stick is so that when you see something, you can pick it up and use it. But for the most part, you're supposed to be using the same movements even without a stick. Uh, but then when yep. it comes to actually using swords, um, the form is inseparable from the weapon. If I'm correct. Yeah. And also the way you move in Arnis, you have such a short reach. And but the thing I learned about like when I was actually using the lightsaber was I realized it is an omnidirectional blade. You can cut in literally any Ooh, direction yeah. technically. 
So actually seeing Arnis is insane because every single blow is lethal, no matter where the strike is coming from. But the funny part about it was when we were using it was because of how Arnis is assigned, it's so close to your body, and there's some techniques where you do touch the blade. Yeah. But Yeah, because the bolos were only one sided blades. Yep. And you know, the side of the blade was also flat. Yeah. But also, I mean, I see that in majority of the PLG members, at least I've met so far, all have 26-inch blades. More, like, closer, essentially, these are called the Yoda Sabers. Because mm-hmm. they're so short. And it's funny because the hilts are so long. But they get this a lot, this, because it's like an Arnie stick. Then you have oh, my yeah. friend but who then... plays uh, Kylo Ren, who has a Claymore-style sword, which has about 42 or more inches on the blade, against something that's 26 inches. Yeah... I can't really it is, visualize that yeah. for some reason. <laughs> it, is, it is funny because like when I was teaching, I had people using the a long sword, a short sword, a standard saber, and the short sabers. So I'd be teaching... I was just teaching a basic three-strike combo, but when I go to the person with the short sword, I teach them a different combo because you can't do that on the short sword. But yeah, it is fun. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, and... I guess because we did it in public place, we do it around Ayala at night. So you have all these people, of course, watching. It's amusing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Dude, when's the next time? When is uh, the next time you're gonna Easter. be like having? Take a That'll video. Yeah, dude. Uh, well, I yeah, love dude, to take a video. Let's take a video, video of it and stuff. Yeah, I think it's Sean who's teaching next class because we're just giving the students a taste of. This is how a lightsaber is used as a weapon. Next one. This is how the lightsaber is used in the movies. Yeah, dude, just, and um, just send a message on Telegram and stuff, like when the next when the next one is, and uh, we'll cover it. That way we can put it up on our YouTube page. Our YouTube, please. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. That was supposed to be a transition <laughs> to, like, the, you know, we have a... YouTube page. YouTube page. Oh, yeah, YouTube page. And, uh, and, uh, and a Patreon, and a... Uh, uh, yes, help us fund our projects with... Patreon money. <laughs> and channel14.com and stuff. Oh, yeah. Wait, where's Paolo? Yeah. I'm just here. <laughs>